Would you say this is probably, if it pans out, the best draft class for the New York Jets? Is that possible? Yeah, you know, once again, it's on paper, but, you know, I have been on record on the radio saying, um, you know, cautiously optimistic on paper. I, I think this could be the best draft class. It, it, it really is possible. I mean, I compared it. It's funny you bring that up. I compared it to the 2000 draft, and I feel it has the makings of better because even though we got Pennington as a quarterback, you know, Abraham and Ellis were, you know, really, really good, you know, uh, offensive linemen. I, I think Abraham might end up in the Hall of Fame someday because he's like in the top 10 or 12 in all-time sacks. Um, but Anthony Beck was stuck in there. And he was, you know, average uh, tight end. But you, you look, I mean, we, once again, on paper, we got best wide receiver in the draft, best running back in the draft, best corner in the draft, and arguably the best tight end in the draft. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, if you hit on three or four, it's a home run. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have to give it to Joe Douglas because I know that we were harsh on him and a lot of Jeff fans were harsh on him because he doesn't really spend a lot in free agency. He'd made some great moves this year, but he always hits the home runs in the draft. And I was surprised about how well it went. But I, I think we could say this because this is something that we were texting back and forth about is the glaring need for a center or another offensive lineman. But apparently... They, they have all faith and confidence in Makai Becton coming back here. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think they do, but uh, I, I don't think I heard Douglas on, uh, on an interview this afternoon. Um, if you read between the lines, if the opportunity arises, uh, it, it sounds like he's not done tinkering with this roster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was asked about Becton, but um, he wouldn't, of course say, well, I'm looking for a tackle in the June cuts, but he did say that um, we will be looking at all positions to improve this team or to get depth or however we word it. So to me, and you know, I think anybody that follows it would know, you have to sign a veteran offensive tackle. I agree. Uh, whether, whether Becton is not right or whether he comes back and he's the best tackle in the league, you don't have a third tackle. You can't count on Conor McDermott. No. So a guy like a Morgan Moses type of player, I, I, I think Brandon Shell's out there. Um, I would sign him. I mean, he started two years for Seattle. I know we let him go as a free agent. But last year, I looked it up. He played 11 games before he got hurt. He only had one penalty. Mm. He's a right tackle. He can't play left you know, in an emergency. But at least he has veteran experience. He's 30 years old. And I think he'd be a great insurance policy whether Beckton is right or he's not right. Yeah, I think he would too. But isn't it always hilarious that the Jets can always hit on their running backs? And I was actually surprised by that move in the second round of them trading up because I wasn't expecting that because you figure as though with Michael Carter and then Tevin Coleman and they like Ty Johnson, you figure though they, they were fine and satisfied with the running back room. I thought they would address running back like, you know, fourth, fifth round. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were a couple interesting prospects I was looking at. So I figured they would bring one in. Only because I just felt they needed somebody who was a little bigger, a little more of a bruiser. Mm-hmm. And I was a bit surprised. They took one. I, I, in the second round, when you look at the best available players, like I was watching Kuiper on ESPN, and you, you see Brees Hall, and I'm saying, well, yes, no, I'm not sure he's going to use a second-round pick on that. But you know what? They they went straight with their board. They took the running back, and the same thing could be said about Rucker. You know, the tight end from Ohio State. I mean, 
it wasn't like we had a big hole anymore at tight end, but he goes out and he gets one. And I think uh, it speaks a lot about Joe Douglas. It does. We have a lot of depth now. And, and it, it, could you believe the reaction from the whole Jeremy Ruckert family? Because he grew up a Jets fan. He's from Long Island. He he was drafted there, and the family exploded when, when he was drafted to the Jets. Yeah, oh, it was hysterical. It really, really was. I got a big kick out of it. You know, the also thing I, I, I finally figured out, which I should have known, you know, beforehand. When you watch the video, and he goes to put the Jets out of him, Whoever took the picture, there was a table in front of him, and I'm sure the NFL sent it to him, and it was a box, and it looked like every team had from every team was in this box. I saw that. (laughs) So you know what I'm talking about. So so finally, finally I always thought, well, okay, maybe a half a dozen hats get distributed to these guys. They kind of know where they're going. I never knew all 32 hats were at these kids' No, houses. I never knew that as well. <laughs> that I always wonder it myself, and I kind of thought that before seeing all the hats out there that Rucker had. I thought that that they were just, they knew where they were going. That's how what I thought sometimes. But no, apparently, you know, they have all the hats laying around right there. Yep, I, I was actually very surprised to see that. Um, but it's good. No, you, you have to be thrilled. So between free agency and, and the draft and... You know, it, it, now now you got to turn the page, and um, all the pieces are put around Zach Wilson. And you know, if he's anything near what you and I thought he was coming into the draft last year when we drafted him, then uh, I think you know all the pieces are in place for him to be successful. Yeah, they are, and, and I'm looking forward to it. I know because we wanted Garrett Wilson when they said that they they should draft a receiver in this draft. He was number one on my board for my mock draft who the Jets should get, and, and they grabbed them, and they got Gardner. And, and in Gardner, because I, I always go back, and I agree with you on the offensive line, but we needed a shutdown corner with DJ Reed and Bryce Hall. Just look at the receivers that are in this division alone with Tyreek Hill now joining the Dolphins and Jalen Waddell and Stephon Diggs. It was a glaring need for the Jets to get a shutdown corner with Bryce Hall and DJ Reed. No, I get it. And, you know, it's really interesting because as the draft was playing out, um, I had heard rumors that Lovey Smith wanted to draft Stingley. And I said, wow, they draft Stingley, the Jets are taking Gardner. Mm-hmm. Because um, I just didn't think they would pass on him. And, of course, in, when the Texans take Stingley, I said, okay, here we go. They're going to pass on a corner to the corner, which they did. And then the really surprising part, because I was afraid they would draft London, and he gets taken by the Falcons at eight, and you knew at that point that Jesse Grafton will, you know, that was, there's no chance that wasn't going to happen. No, no, no. And, and I didn't want London because I, I looked at his highlights and you need you need a speed guy and someone that could really break the coverage. And London was just someone that just got the contested grabs, which are great. But Wilson can do it all. He can get the contested catches. He can break through on the line. He could burn any corner. That, that was the perfect wide receiver choice in my mind. And I'm just glad that Douglas didn't take the risk for Jamison Williams because he's coming off the ACL injury. That bothered me. So I, I was glad that they didn't head in that direction. But I I think we can both agree that we're glad that we didn't get Kayvon Thibodeau. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. You know how I felt about him. You know, I just, I, I didn't want any part of him. And just the fact that they were able to grab you know, Jermaine Johnson at the end of the first round. Trading back up. Was, yeah. That was a great, great job by, uh, you know, by Douglas and, you know, personnel to people. And, um, I mean, there's no excuses anymore. I know they have to bond as a team. They have to grow together. 
But you see, going back to free agency, you know, you got your, your Whitehead, you got DJ Reed, okay, um, you know, you got the two tight ends. There's a lot of veterans in there now, too. So they could bring these kids, these rookies, along a lot faster than if they were just like last year. There was such so many rookies. There was no veteran really showed them the ropes. This year, I think there's a lot more veteran leadership, and I think these rookies will contribute earlier than they would have because of the veteran leadership that they have now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you saw that there was some undrafted talent in there. One I wanted to bring up was Zonovan Knight. I'm not sure. Did you get to read the papers and <laughs> I, hear about him? I did. I did. I read about that, yes. Running back. Well, I guess Ty Johnson and Michael Pirine uh, probably, you know, barring injuries, probably be gone at the end of camp, you would think, because yeah. I think this kid Knight is going to, you know, if if he's what you read about and watch some highlights of him, well, you know what? Good chance this guy could be the fourth running ball. Oh, he could. It's always hilarious because when you think about it, the Jets always have their running backs. They, every other position is always questionable, but the running back is always solidified for this team. And you can go back even to the early days, you know, with Snell. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you got Boozer and Snell. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's funny. I was talking about a friend over the weekend. You know, when was the last time, if ever, okay, you could say defensive coordinators, uh, you're like, you know, they, they wake up Sunday morning, okay, we're playing the Jets, you know, just play a vanilla defense, no problem. <laughs> now, they got to kind of pick their poison because the tight ends take the middle of the field. You got the speed on the outside. You got the back so it could run and catch passes. So you can't cover everybody. No. So if Wilson is smart enough to find the open guy, I think this would be the, has the potential to be a very potent offense. Oh, and it'll be great to see because usually we've always leaned on our defense for the past 10 or so years, looking back even at the Rex Ryan years, that the defense was always the number one thing that we laid back on. But now it looks as though we could be an offensive juggernaut. You know, we keep building to this team. And if Zach Wilson really steps up in year two, I think we have the chance to be an offensive juggernaut for sure. Yeah, I I really do. I think, you know, the Jets are finally entered like – you know, the, the way the NFL is run now, you know, look at the Bills, look at the Chiefs, the Rams, you know, all the top teams, you know, they just march up and down the field, spreading the ball all over the place. And, and it looked like the Jets just finally had the talent to do that. And let's just hope on the other side of the ball that Salah finally got some pieces in place where he could get to the quarterback, they could cover people. And, and they'll have a, a very good defense, too. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I think it, it all comes together with saying this. Remember when Salah said that, oh, well, this year, you know, let's not get our hopes up. But the third year, that's going to be the year. I think that's when it's really going to click. I hope we see a lot of progress this year. I think we're going to. But I think Salah's going to be right here where that third year, it, that's when you're really going to see the big leap. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with him. But with that said, you know, five five wins are not not going to cut it this no, year. No, no. I mean, the expectations have gone up now after what happened this weekend in free agency. Like I said, do I expect an AFC title or division title? Of course not. No. But there's no reason why the middle of December, you know, we could be hanging on to a thread. and For say, a wild card spot. Yeah, you know, maybe we win this and two teams lose. Maybe we got a shot at getting into the you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't be playing competitive football games in the middle of December. No. 
They usually we're, we're, our season's over before Halloween. I mean, I know. I know. <laughs> hopefully, and we can go further in here when the when, when the weather changes and it gets colder. I know. I hope so. And you know, I don't know how you felt, but you know, I, just so much attention was put into this draft. Of course, because we had so many early picks, but because we've been so bad in the last ten years, except for twenty fifteen, it's just been such a bad decade of football. And we start concentrating on the draft come Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I, I don't like I said, I don't know how you feel. I'm just tired of it. And by the time the draft came around last week, it was like, okay, I'm excited about it, but I got to get this. I, you know, we've been talking about this draft for six to eight months. I, you know, I, I, I got to get, <laughs> I can't take it anymore. No, as soon as last week came about, I, I just wanted it to be over with, especially in the last three days, because you're going online, you're reading the papers. It, it really became a crapshoot if you think about it in the last week there, because the drafts were all over the place. The Jets were going to draft the, the Kayvon Thibodeau. They were going defensive line. They were going to be go corner. They were going to go receiver. There was no dead on mock drafts that you saw that week. So it was just driving you nuts and you just wanted to see how it played out and it and it played out it, the best way possible in my opinion i'm sure as well as yours oh absolutely and, and you know also what i think what happened about you know the anticipation of the draft in, in today's world social media twitter you have 250 uh people analysis talking about these things with my drafts and everything it's just it's just a complete overload yeah i mean i remember probably way before you were born you know, you'd hear about, okay, these are the top 10 people at, in, in the draft, and you know, they would go to Radio City, or they would go to the Sheraton Hotel, or Marquis, or wherever it was, and you know, they announced the names, and here were the picks. You didn't have for months and months leading up to it, the, you know, uh, Mel Kuyper has 25 different mock drafts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And I'm just glad that it's over. And, and the the thing that was really heating up in the rumors was the Debo Samuel trade rumors for the number 10th pick overall. And, you know, I, it would have been great to have Debo Samuel, but I wouldn't have given a massive haul from for him because we wouldn't have gotten what we got in the draft. No, we wouldn't have. And, and they played their cards right. And then I was going both ways. Like one day I wanted them, one day I didn't want them. And, you know, as we got closer to, to Thursday, I said, you know what? Mm-mm. I can't give this guy a hundred million dollar contract and give up two, three draft picks, premium picks to bring in this receiver. The team's not ready to win right now. And, um, I think, you know, I think just everything fell into place the way it should have. I think so too. And, and something with that, and when they're ready to win, I think when you see the progress and I think going in the year three with seeing the progress, I think that's when Douglas is going to make his splash in free agency and bring in quality veterans. I think that's when he's going to really lock some people down. Once he sees the potential and that we're ready to start winning, I think that's when he's going to make the sign in the, in the third year. Yeah. Like if they go seven and 10 and you know, everything looks you know promising, you're right. You know, if there's, you know, two or three like key free agents, They'll spend the big money, plug it in, and then they'll be ready to go the following year. Yeah. I think so. I, I think it's going to be – I'm looking forward to camp. I'm looking forward to the yeah. the trainings and in the upcoming games. I think it's going to be – I'm more excited now with the, how the draft panned out, just how, how many holes that they plugged because even Jermaine Johnson, we bring him up. I mean, they, they were having him being predicted to go in the top 10, and some mock drafts you were reading, he could have been going to us with the fourth pick overall. Well, how about the, the kid, uh, what's his name, Desmond? Uh, I forget the, the, the fourth-round pass rusher that we got from Texas A&M. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. 
I mean, if even with him, I mean, I know there's a little bit of a character flaw with him. My, Michael Clemens. Michael Clemens, I mean. Um, yeah, you, you take him, uh, he may be as good as Jermaine Johnson if he could stay out of trouble and kind of clean up his act. Yeah. Man, oh man, if they hit on that too, it'll be, you know, all of a sudden, it, 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 you know what it is? It's, it's been such a bad 10 years of Jet football. Oh. It's like, it, I'm, it's like, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I mean, like I told my wife, I don't remember the last time that we pull a car out of the garage, head over to the stadium and was excited about a game. We were just going to go out for the day because you knew you weren't going to win. No. You know, you, sometimes you didn't even know who was, who was playing, you know, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, fun to get back on track and it, it's really good to see and, Excited about the schedule. The schedule comes out May 12th. Yeah, so I hope we don't open up the season in Buffalo. I really don't. I mean, uh, I hope no. they give us a break this year, please. Every year we I have know. to open up in Buffalo. I know. Give us like the Bears or Lions at home this year, you know, something like that. Jacksonville at home. You know, let, let, let's get off to some type of decent start. And, you know, you look at the schedule now after, you know, you're hoping that the potential what we have, all of a sudden now, you know, a split with New England and a split with Miami is not really out of the question. It's almost to be expected. Yeah, it is. And it's now everything falls on Zach Wilson here. And, you know, we really need to give him a chance because you know how the papers are going to be once if he starts having some hiccups here. They really need to give him time because he, he, look at Darnold. He was given a few years here. He was given three years. We gave we really should have gave Sanchez a little bit more time. We've talked about that before and that he was our guy and then, with, with Tannenbaum being out and now that all played out. But Zach Wilson really needs a lot of time here. I think this year and next year, he, he, he needs to be given a right amount of time. Cause I think he's our quarterback. Of course. And then, you know, it's funny to bring that up because I got a phone call uh, I went home from work today and they were saying, Oh, did you hear this? I don't know. What are you talking about? So um, one of the radio hosts today on uh, FAN brings up the fact that, um, well, if Wilson is struggling early because this team has so much talent, you put in a guy like Placco because he could definitely win games with these players. So already the, the, the media is spinning it where they, they, maybe making a quarterback controversy where there isn't. And, you know, this isn't about, you know, okay, they start off 0-2 when Zach struggles. Okay, we got to win 10 games. You put Flacco in. That, you know, winning 10 games with Flacco next year, I, I would rather win six to seven games and let Wilson go through his struggles and get better as the year go on than win 10 games with Flacco. Because what's that got to prove? Yeah, no, that's just, it's like another Fitzpatrick year all over again. And it, you can't always rely on the veteran here. I mean, we're going to want to see wins. The, the only way I'm going to want to see that is God, if, God forbid, Zach Wilson went down with an injury. I, I don't want to pull him. He really needs to get get through his struggles, as we said before. Right. There's no chance I'm taking him off the field. Unless, like, after a half a dozen games, he's completely overwhelmed. But that's not going to be the case. I think he went through that last year. Listen, he's not going to be perfect. But I think his performance will be a lot better than it was last year. I think it will, too. I wanted to get your take on some of Woody Johnson's takes. Because I remember he was supposed to be very involved in the draft process. And when I heard about that, I got a, I got a little scared there. Nervous. Yeah, because... <laughs> I mean, we, we always, the Jeff fans always think that Woody, the Johnsons don't know a lot about football. And when I heard that, I got a little cringed out there. But did you hear his statements in the paper about him thinking that there should be a women's and girls flag football league opening up? Did you hear about that? 
I heard. I heard. It, 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 you know, you know what the fine lesson He means well. I get it. But the Jets haven't won football games in years. And just focus on the Jets. Yeah, don't that's worry what about I want. <laughs> put, don't, don't put in a bid for a soccer team in, in Europe. You know, I, I listen, it's great you want to start a girls league. That's great. But just, just you know, focus on the New York Jets. And, <laughs> and how about getting off to a 3-2 start, you know, the first five weeks of the year? Don't worry about flag football for either boys or girls. Uh, I agree. You know, I actually, I said the same thing. I said, can he, can he focus on his own football team just for once, please? I, I want to start winning because I remember when they were going to the back-to-back AFC Championship games. And you, you thought this was an owner who really was all about winning and was focused on the Jets. Because I remember, if you remember, if you looked at the, the, the playbacks, Woody Johnson was up in the skybox partying like, Jerry Jones when they were going to the back-to-back AFC championships. Oh, which he should have. And you know, it's funny because when he bought the team, you know, that first decade, that first 10 years, he had a really nice run. He did. I mean, you know, 2000, you know, they lost that last game in Baltimore, which should have never happened. But then after that, you know, 01, 04, 06, they make the playoffs. Then they, you know, then, you know, a couple of, you know, Pennington gets hurt. They would have if he, if he didn't. And then wait, Favre's arm gives out after they wait three, so they're all on their way there. And then, of course, 09 and 010. So his first 10 years as owner, you know, you thought, okay, we're, you know, we, everything's in place. And then all of a sudden, that Victor Cruz game came into factor. And then it, it, everything has gone south ever since. Yeah. <laughs> That Victor Cruz game, that's a painful one for Jeff fans. But if you think about it, too, I mean, we always, we, we're always looking forward to the draft, but the draft has been a lot of the Jets' problems because the prospects that they select, the scouts, they really don't do their homework on them because they never pan out these players. I mean, you think about Quentin Copels and Darren Lee. Darren Lee was someone I was thinking about. Then you have Jamal Adams who fought his way out of here. Leonard Williams, all these first-round draft, Muhammad Wilkerson and, and Vernon Golston. You really go back here and you look at these players and you're like, the reason why the Jets haven't built a foundation and they're still stuck here is because the players that they pick in these rounds, they, they don't even turn out. They're out of the league in like three years. No, it, it was like from, oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm just going to throw out a number. Say, oh, 12 going up until Douglas took over. And even Douglas' his first year, oh, you know, it horrible. very much. It was not good. So you had, you know, seven, eight years of really bad drafting. And, and that's why you got it. And, and that's why I'm very um, enthusiastic and optimistic about this because, when you have a solid draft, years ago before free agency, you'd, you'd be set for 10 years. So I said, let me do my homework. But you know, you forget, and this is way before you were born. And But I remember in the, in the mid-70s, they had three solid drafts in a row, 77, 78, 79. And that team was set up. And, and, and you know, like if there was no free agency, they hung around. And, and they, they, were, they were good. You know, they got good and then, you know, they were in the mix till 86, 87, 88. You know, I'll give you an example. In 79, with their first two picks, they got Marty Lyons and Mark Astonow. That's right. You know, in, in, in 78, they had Chris Ward, Mickey Shula, Bobby Jackson, Derek Gaffney. Uh, I, I, you know, in 77, they had Marvin Powell, uh, Wesley Walker, Scott Durkin, Joe Klecko, Dan Alexander. I mean, you know... They, that's the type of draft we just had. So uh, because the NFL is a different game and because of free agency, so forget the 10 years, 
but it, you know, if this hits, there's a good chance we're set up for the next five years. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And I, I really want these, these past two drafts to turn out the way it was in the nineties with the Cowboys when <laughs> they got the trade there with the Vikings for Herschel Walker, because I, I really want to see that foundation built for the jets right away and building through the draft and hitting on these players. And hopefully these players can turn into pro bowlers. That's right. That's right. Wouldn't it be nice if some of these guys turned out to be pro bowlers? It, man, oh man. it, it would be nice. A long time. Oh, I look it back really, at these players that we, I mean, Calvin Pryor and, and you remember oh, the Jay Titan, Samaro. Jay Samaro, that's right. Or Chad Hansen and Sharon Peak. You know, Stephen Hill, oh. Devin Smith. I mean, it just goes on. You know, terrible years of drafting. It's I just, thought about Devin but, Smith when we drafted Garrett Wilson. I said, I hope this isn't another Devin Smith because he was also a Buckeye. But I, I think it's a, it's going to be a different case this time it's around. Different. Yeah. And you know, you know what's funny in, in, in defense of some of the scouts and personnel, you know, sometimes, listen, when you get drafted by the NFL, you're a, a world-class athlete. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So two, two things have to happen. Number one, you have to get picked by the right team to fit the right scheme. So that's number one. Number two, you got to have the right coaches in place. And then number three, you can never measure a guy's heart. No. So, you know, you can watch tape and a guy looks great. And he, you know, he's making all these plays. Oh, this, guy, this is the guy. But so many other things have to click before you hit on a player. So sometimes it's really, you know, you can blame the scouts and blame the personnel department. And rightfully so. But a lot of times it's on the player themselves too. Yeah, you're right. And I think Sal is going to have to make the big leap this year. And something that I do admire just watching the press conferences with him and Douglas is how you mentioned the key word there is, is fit in the scheme and fit in the system. They all addressed how these players that they drafted fit the scheme. So I think I think they hit on these players. I really do. It's just time for them to, to show it now. Yep. And then, you know, just backtracking to what we were just talking about, about sometimes it's on the players. Beckton is a perfect example. Yep. Now, I've been really rough on him, you know, the last couple of months on the radio. But to be honest, the ability is there. Mm-hmm. There's no question this kid can't play. Yeah. You know, that, that that's not the issue. No. It's everything else that leads up to playing. Exactly. And, you know, if he gets that right, well, then we're, we're not having this conversation about drafting an offensive line. Or, you know, not that worried about it. No. And, and let's just hope when he does come up to back to New Jersey and he comes back in some type of decent shape and then he's healthy. That's what you got to keep your fingers crossed. Yeah. And if it turns out to be that way, I can guarantee you we did the offensive line won't, will probably be one of the best next year. It will be in the NFL. It's going to be one of the best lines in the NFL. And, and if you really look at it now, like it, especially Becton really pans out all you're really going to need, because I know the fans aren't really huge fans of McGovern. I mean, we can live with them for this year. You're really going to need that center. We're going to be looking for another Nick Mangold. So I'm sure that we'll be addressing that in next year's draft. And uh, I'm upset that they didn't go get Linderbaum, but maybe there's going to be another Linderbaum in next year's draft. Well, you know, what would have been really interesting if, if the rate was, I think the Ravens took a, a Linderbaum, Linderbaum right? that's right. Yeah. The pick before we trade up for uh, Jermaine Johnson, That's right? right, yeah. Now, they love Jermaine Johnson, but I wonder what would have happened if Linton Bound also was available. That would have been, I would have loved to have been a flower all the Yeah. They, they, but because if you look at it, the Jets need pass rusher, but at the same time, you need to protect your quarterback. I, You know what? I think I'm going center in that situation if they're both available because you need that anchor to your line. 
Well, it would have definitely put the finishing touches on the offense. That, that's yeah. for sure. But I don't have, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm completely happy with Jermaine Johnson. I am too. And, uh, you know, as a Jets fan now, so you got some OTAs coming up, then you got the mandatory mini camp. I, th- I think unless Beckton surprises us and shows up in, in the end of May, which who knows? I mean, your guess is as good as mine. But if he doesn't show up for mandatory mini camp, now we have a situation on our hands. Yeah, and, and I think I think he will. But I, I, if he doesn't, like you said, it's going to be a serious situation, and then you might see a trade, and you you don't know what's going to happen from then. You're really not going to. Yeah. Yeah, all bets are off at that point, you know. Yeah. But uh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's, you know, hopefully that when he comes up here, he's healthy and he's in some type of shape. And uh, and then we away we go. And you know what? Before you know it, training camp will be here. We see him. You know, we'll be looking forward to the season. And uh, and just it goes fast. It's incredible. Yeah, it, it, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great year. And are, are you going to be getting any of these jerseys? Are you thinking about getting an Ahmad Gardner jersey already? <laughs> you, you know, I when I was younger, or I, I, I mean, I wasn't really like a big jersey guy. I mean, I have my name jersey for bed. Curtis, I mean, it's, you know, some classic old, old the, ones. the main, the main superstars. Right. But you know, I, I, I stopped wearing the jerseys. Um, I had some trouble at some road games. And then I said, you know what? I'm getting to a point where, you know, it's cool to wear the jersey, but you know what? I'm not a player. And it just, to invest in jerseys, well, hopefully that won't be the case with some of these picks now, but you buy these jerseys for $200 a pop now, and three years later, they're disgruntled and you have to trade them when you cut them because they're no good. You know, you, like, I, you know, like my friend Joe Beningo, I think, he must have like 50 jerseys in his closet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a bunch of them. I, 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 well, some of them did fit me anymore, but I had a Decker. I had a Marshall. I had a Wilkerson. I'm actually, right oh, now, as I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm wearing my Le'Veon Bell jersey. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, so that, that, that didn't pan out, and I, I, I wasted a income on that. But I did buy a Zach Wilson jersey because, you know, I was high on this guy. I didn't buy a Darnold because I wasn't high on him coming out of college. But I thought Bell was going to pan out for us, and he didn't. So that was a waste. But I can get, especially for Jeff fans, why Jeff fans may not want to be out there really ready to spend money on a jersey because you never know with these players. You never know if they're going to be disgruntled like Marshall. He'll, he decides he wants to go to the Giants or if a, a player just doesn't turn out. No, you, there's no way to tell. It's funny you bring up Bell. I always, always wonder if he had not sat out that year. Mm, the Steelers had the contract. Clear. Yeah, it, I mean, it was very clear he had lost a step. But you just wonder that um, if he had not missed the year, maybe he would have had a couple more years at a very productive level if sitting out that year really set him back. I think it did. I, I, And my approach when we were signing him originally, I thought he was going to be – he was going to have fresh legs because I said, hey, he's got a year of rest. This means he's got more time. He's got more energy. But I think it set him back in the end. It really did. Yeah, so, yeah, so do I. And I think, you know, that's putting finishing touches on his career. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I heard somebody, one of the commentators, say that uh, this kid, uh, Brees uh, Hall, he has uh, a little bit of Le'Veon Bell uh, in his vision of picking holes and, when I heard that, I said, "Okay, that's that's a really good good thing to see." And I saw he won number twenty eight in college, so uh, 
and that's Curtis's uh, old is. number. So, man, oh, man, you know, it, it, this guy lives up to, you know, I, I watched some tape on this kid, and, you know, it, I, it's been a long time since we had that. And Michael Carter is terrific, but this kid's explosive and big and strong, and it's been a long time since we had somebody like him. It, it has been, and, and, and you know what? I, I think this could be a generational player if he really pans out because they, they were also comparing him to LaShawn McCoy. And, and, you know, I'm trying to think of the last great Jets running back, and, you know, I think it was Chris Ivory, if you think about it. You mean like like somebody that's make a difference? Yeah, me. yeah. I, I think yeah, because I we had a couple of good years for the Jets. And, um, to this day, I mean, I would love to get the answer why he wasn't used more. I know he was hurt, but he ripped off a forty or fifty yard run up in Buffalo in that game we needed, and then after that they never used him again. I, I just don't understand it. it no. You know, makes no sense to me. No, it doesn't but, make any sense. No. But it's now. So let me ask you a question. Out of, out of all these picks, which one of of these picks do you think will have the biggest impact on this team this year? I, I have a player in mind. Um, I'm curious if we're on the same page. Ooh, that that's a good one. There, <laughs> I, for some reason, I do feel I, I feel like Garrett Wilson. I feel like Garrett Wilson. I, I think I think he's going to have the biggest impact because of his speed, and then it, it, now you have a power tandem because Elijah Moore is another speed guy. So now you're really opening up the offense to be dynamic here in the speed lane. So I feel as though because there's going to be so many options now, the corners are going to have to either double. They're probably going to double team Corey Davis. So now you're going to have to look at it as now that leaves it open for either either way. You know, you got tight ends. You. You never know. There's the offense is so dynamic now with adding Garrett Wilson to this offense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Hall because I've been talking him up on your show, and the only reason I say that I just think it's easier for a running back to to come in and hit his stride right away in the NFL um, than than a receiver on offense. As a receiver, got to learn to read defenses and trying to build a chemistry with a quarterback who's still learning. So I think Hall could actually have a – not that Wilson will have a bad year, don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be an impactful player. But I think Hall will give us more production this year simply because running back is easier to, you know, to right out of college into the NFL. Yeah. I think you're right about that. It takes more pressure off the quarterback, and I think you're right. You may be right about that, but – you know, they have so many playmakers now, and I think Zach's in good hands. We're going to see a giant leap here, and the media has to get off his case, too. I don't know if you saw that there was criticism, because I don't know if you saw this video online of him golfing, and did you hear about this? No, no, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, there were people going online because he was apparently cursing on the golf course with his friends, but it wasn't anything like insane that people should really go too too nuts about but there are people online like saying oh zach wilson said this and it, it really wasn't that big of a deal but the media is always on his case it's insane how the media is always on zach wilson's case though well i think it, the, the pressure i think there it, he's going to get scrutinized even more this year you know it, and it's going to start early it's going to start right in camp yeah it, it, it know, very because, well be you know and and once again you know i'm friends with a lot of media people in new york so you know I, I'm not looking to like, you know, 
hurt anybody's feelings no. here. <laughs> but 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 they're they're rough. They're oh, rough. they are. You know, you know, the, the, as soon as he goes out there, you know, the first interception he throws at the training camp. Oh, forget it. It's going to be headlines in the papers. <laughs> oh, then it's going to be like, oh, maybe Jets should have got Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. Yes. And, and then next year it'll be like, oh, it looks like the Jets will be looking for a new quarterback. And, that, and they got to stop with that. They they have to, you know, the, yeah, well, like the, let them develop. Yeah, like the last thing I want to hear this summer is like, Zach's like, you know, having a little bit of an inconsistent summer, say. Let's hope that's not the case. Well, Mike White got to be given a shot here. You know, I, you know, I, I really don't want to be that. You know, in, in, the, in from the beat writers this summer. No, no, and and the whole Mike White thing. He's back here, and you know, it, Zach Wilson's our quarterback, and people just have to realize that. And you know, I think going forward here, there, there's only great things ahead for this team. I mean, I don't think we can go down. I think we're only going up from here. I would agree. I, I think really the arrow is pointing up. So the two most important things is to stay healthy and that these kids stay out of trouble and uh, and everybody gets into camp on time and Beckton comes in healthy. And I think it's going to be a, a very entertaining and fun season. It will be. And it's going to be it's going to be packed in MetLife. It's really going to be packed know, for the opening awesome game. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It, it's like I'm so used to going there and there's like section after section where nobody's sitting there. I, you know, I don't. You know, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to get people in the building. Yeah, finally, there's going to be something expected to watch. And the great thing that we could take away as a positive for this team as well is that they're it's the youngest team in the NFL. Yes, yes. And, and that's a good thing. And yeah. they're all going to be on that rookie deal, on that first year, you know, when you're into their rookie deals, you know. So it, it's it's all really good. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe the Maybe it's finally turning around for us. You know, maybe maybe this is going to be it. Yeah, I think so. I think this is going to be our, our year here, coming up to really develop a, as a youthful team, and in that third year, like Salah said, it's going to be it's going to be the big leap. It's going to be time to really go deep into the playoffs here. I agree. So with the schedule coming up, um, I just hope. I, you know, I want to get to Green Bay this year. I'm, I'm hoping that that Green Bay game is before, let's say, before Halloween, <laughs> before the real cold weather sets in over there. I agree. Yeah, it, hopefully it is, and, and I'm sure you're going to be going out to some games this year because I remember last year there were you weren't real adamant about going and just you know just because everything. I think there were some weather issues when you're going down to Tampa and then everything with the pandemic going on. I know there were some some games there that you weren't too adamant about going to last year so i think yeah no i yeah i one i had to cancel i actually one i got canceled buffalo game and then indianapolis i had to cancel for some another reason but you know i got the get the four road games and um you know i'm hoping to do about the same this year i want to get to green bay you know buffalo miami so it's four right there and then i'll just see how the schedule goes but i can't book it early the way I used to anymore because they, they change these games now. Like I think was it after week four, nothing's guaranteed or something like that. Wow. So yeah, either four or week eight, I think I have to double check what it is. But, um, you know, if all of a sudden the Jets have like a, a slew of one o'clock games and all of a sudden let's say the Jets are having a great year. Now they start putting them on a the later game. 
you know, you're hoping to get home Sunday night. You, have, you make plans, and then they change it, and you got to switch your flight. And you know, because of what's happened with, with with the pandemic, you know, traveling is not what it used to be. No, you know what's going on with the airlines. You know, there, there's limited flights. There's all type of can you know cancels and. So, um, you know, I'm going to have to pick and choose, be smart about it. But, uh, you know, I, I hope to get to my share. Yeah, and I'm sure you will. And it's going to be an exciting season. And, and, and hopefully that they're in every game. Because I think that's just something that we're going to look forward to seeing. If they're in every game, then that's progress. <laughs> that's big time progress. And you know what? Maybe the, the ones that have, re- well, most of the team has returned, at least the rookies. You know, last year, um, maybe now they, they they'll learn from losing some couple of close games last year that they should have won, like the Tampa game. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll they'll take those lessons and those closer games they'll win this year. Yeah. That Tampa game should have been ours. It was a great game because you saw the development, but that that game really should have been ours if you looked at it. And I think that was Zach Wilson's best game next to his Tennessee game last year. Yes. Yep. Yep. I, I definitely say that that was his best game of the year. He's made some big time throws there, especially the Kenny uh your ball with a tight end. Yeah. And, um, boy, I was talking about him being the third tight end. Well, so much for that. Yeah. And- <laughs> they just got rough. That's not happening. No, apparently not. But, you know, the, the, the tight end room is filled here for the first time in a while because I know we've been crying about it for years and rightfully so because we haven't had a real tight end since you could say Dustin Keller. But the, here we are. Now we have three tight ends with Conklin, Uzoma, and Jeremy Ruckert. I know. I want to pinch myself. It's just hard to believe, but uh, I'm going on 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 a record of saying that the tight ends will combine for at least 80 catches. Yeah, you got to use them because we haven't used them in in years. This has been a not so utilized position for the Jets, but now now's the time to use it. And, and this is Zach Wilson's security blanket. The tight ends are always a security blanket for the quarterback, the big time target. That's right. It'll make his life a lot more simpler. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Ira, is there anything else that you want to cover here that we didn't address? I think we addressed everything pretty much. Yeah, I think we, we covered pretty much most of it. Just, uh, you know, hopefully talk to you, you know, right before, after minicamp, before minicamp, yeah. and then uh, and then we'll get ready and have hopefully a training camp show. Yeah, oh, 100%. We'll definitely set that up and, and get that scheduled again. And, you know, great draft. I'm looking forward to the mini camps and OTAs and even summer camp and the preseason games. Big things are coming here. And, you know, go Jets. There you go. Go Jets. And I appreciate you having me. Of course. At anytime, Ira, you're always welcome on the show. And, and take care and stay safe and enjoy the rest of your night. All right? You too, man. Thanks. Yes, no problem, Ira. Take care.